Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands is a podcast for the go-getter, the visionary, the harmony seeker, and the life enthusiast who is ready to stop forcing and start flowing through life, love, and business in a way that is in alignment with his or her true self. Hosted by life coach and business strategist Jillian Bolands, this show will allow for you to energetically and logistically recalibrate through gratitude, inspiration, and powerhouse pep talks, Jillian style, with a whole lot of truth and even more love. Join Jillian each week for morning empowerment talks, uplifting interviews, and the opportunity to create a life of fulfillment by discovering and stepping up as the true you. Let's shine. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. I am super excited this morning. I've got Hillary Minacucci here, and she is just one of the most incredible people. I'm going to straight up tell you, if you're not following her on social media, you need to do so right now, and I'll link everything in the show notes. Um, but Hillary, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So, Hillary. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Hillary actually went to the same high school that I did. She graduated a few years ahead of me. And she's just always been such a great light of a person. Um, and I just really enjoyed following you on social media. I love following you on Facebook. You are probably the most real human being you could ever hope to meet. And I want to dive into your story, what got you to where you are now. Um, but ultimately, I, I just want to start off by saying how we started off before I press play. Like, it's just such a breath of fresh air to witness somebody who is just showing up in life, in business, in social media, everywhere as herself. I, I'm, but I mean, that's, I am who I am. I always say I'm unapologetically me. Like that's, that's just really what it comes down to. Some people love it. Some people are really turned off by it. I mean, I, I, if you want something sugar-coated, eat a donut. I, I'm, I really try to be as real as I can be with my followers. And especially when it comes to my makeup business, because you know, these women, um, are trusting me to give them a product or show them a service that I think will be beneficial to them. And I'm not going to promote something if I don't love it. And yeah. I genuinely love what I am doing. Um, yeah. and, and if I don't, I will let you know, but like the whole time that I'm doing it, I mean, I try and go live once a day if I can, but the lives are not just, I really don't even talk about makeup. I rarely like this is the shade organza and I'm yeah. putting it on here. I don't, <laughs> I don't do makeup tutorials. I do my makeup and I talk about life and life happens around me. I could have one of my three kids barging in at any moment mm -hmm. into one of my, my lives. Um, there could be a baby emergency where I have to stop dead in the middle of my cast. I could be listening to Google music and doing Broadway show tunes you never know what you're gonna get when you're watching me yeah. or it could be three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon and I'm already chugging Tito's because my kids have driven me insane at that point <laughs> I know. I love it so much. And I love that because the Hillary that I know is like that, um, the girl on stage and just the beautiful cheerleader who is just showing up and you've got such a performance background and it's just so cool to witness people, especially people that you've known. And I mean, you and I haven't even known each other on a deep level, but just witness throughout life, watching them transition and continuing to like stay true to that core that is them. 
Well, I think that's one of the great things about social media is yeah. because I literally feel like I can, I'm watching or growing up with some of my friends' families mm -hmm. when they're halfway across the United States or all the way in California. It's like it, social media and Facebook and Instagram gives you that opportunity to share what you want to share with and who you want to share with. So mm -hmm. like I have posts that I will put public that I want to share with my network and my followers. And then I have posts that I put that, you know, friends only because this is a little bit more intimate and I'm talking more about things about my kids or whatnot. And, and I, I just love that I can, I, I can literally watch my friends and their kids grow and watch my friends grow businesses or go through, you know, hard times and be able to support them. And it's just, it's such an amazing tool that we have nowadays. Granted, I don't think I would have wanted Facebook around when I was in college. Right. <laughs> oh my God, I would have made some really stupid decisions. But um, <laughs> at this point, like as a mom and, you know, late thirties now it's, <laughs> it's, it's a totally different platform for me. So yeah. It's yeah. Awesome. Like I get to see you and your babies grow and it's, it's just really, really cool that I'm able to watch this. It is. And I, um, I have this conversation with people a lot. Like it cuts out the talk about the weather, right? Like, because we don't have to pretend like we don't know what's going on in each other's lives when we do, we get to see it. So we don't have to waste time with like, Oh, well, how's the weather today? And how are you like, no, we get, we get to have more meaningful conversations right away with people when we see them in person because of what we see through social media. Yeah. And I mean, some people might call me an overshare, but that's okay. I, I don't care. It's fine. You know, scroll on, unfollow. It, it's okay. You, you get what you get with me. And yes, I do overshare and, you know, try and stick to the Facebook algorithms where I'm not over posting and competing with my own posts. Right. <laughs> but it's, it is, it is what it is because when I'm sharing a lot of the things I'm sharing, some are like engaging posts, like I'm asking opinions on Facebook and everybody loves to give their opinion on something. Mm -hmm. um, or I'm looking for help with something, you know, how do I do this? How do I do that? And then, you know, I do a couple of Facebook makeup posts, but a lot of it really rough, like revolves around my family and my lifestyle. Yeah. And if, I love that a lot of people, like people just connect to me and, and connect to what I'm doing and just like, oh my God, I loved your post the other day that you did blah, blah, blah with Cole and how this happened. And I love this. And oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that. That's amazing. I've always wanted to, I wish I could be bold enough to go and say something like that on social media. And I'm like, but you are, everybody yeah. is. Yeah. You just gotta, you gotta take the chance. Yeah, yeah, totally, 100%. And so I'd love to actually let that be the segue into what's your story, Hillary? Like, what got you to where you are now? What I mean, you are a mompreneur who is also still working her nine to five. You've got your network marketing um, business, like, rocking with Unique, and you've got three beautiful babies. And, I mean, it's just, it's incredible to see you doing all of those things, but I would love to know what, what kind of got it started for you. Okay. Wow. So as far as unique goes, mm -hmm. it literally fell into my lap. I had no interest in ever getting into any sort of direct sales, multi-level marketing. Like, cause I do believe that there's a total difference between multi-level marketing and direct sales. And what yeah. I do is direct sales, yeah. but I just, I was like, Nope, not me. I'm never going to do anything like that. Hi, never say never four years later. But anyway, <laughs> I was, um, it was February, um, four years ago, 2014. And I was training for the Boston marathon and I was running 
for a foundation that um, a sensory processing disorder foundation. And a girl approached me and said, hey, I'd love to do a makeup party for you. And I'm like, oh, okay, why? And she's <laughs> like, oh, well, we can do a fundraiser and I'll donate a portion of my uh, commissions to your run. And I was like, okay, cool. That, that sounds cool. And then she's like, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, you've got such an awesome network. Why don't you, would you ever consider becoming a presenter and running your own party? I'm like, nope, I have no interest. I do not want to be a presenter. She's like, well, you could donate all of your commissions and for $99, you're getting $400 worth of makeup. I'm like, you sold me right there. Okay. <laughs> I would just start right there. $99 and get all my makeup and I'll do this one party and I'm going to call it a day and then I'm done. That's it. She's like, okay. <laughs> so. I did my first party and it was a massive success. People like on the second day, people were asking me to throw parties for them, wanting to get in on this opportunity. And I'm like, what? I don't even want to do this opportunity. Why are people wanting to jump in on this boat? I have no interest in this whatsoever. And then I was like, oh, fine. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try it a little right. bit. And right. I brought a couple people on my team and in the first two weeks I made like $700 and I was like, what? I just did that in two weeks. Are you kidding me? This is awesome. And then the next week, the next month I made quite a lot more and you know, it just continued to grow and grow. And although at the time I, it, it, I who doesn't love extra money? Right. I mean, I wasn't looking for it. Um, and then my son was diagnosed with autism mm -hmm. and with an autism diagnosis comes really, really, really hefty copies. Cause you're, everybody knows that front loading those services at a young age yields the best results in life. And we had him in speech therapy a few days a week, occupational therapy a few days a week we had social play group where we were paying out $250 a week in co-pays that's a lot of money a month mm -hmm. um but thankfully because of this opportunity that I didn't want <laughs> and I jumped on it relieved the financial stress that comes with an autism diagnosis yeah. so I have so much to be grateful for it's not just the money it's the community it's the sisterhood it's the product like there's no way I could sit there and sell a pro sell mm -hmm. share a product with my friends if I don't believe in it I've had people say hey can you promote this for me and I flat out said no because I don't want your I'm not, I'm not even going to say what it was, yeah. but like, no, I don't want, I'm not going to promote this because one, it didn't work for me. And two, I'm not, I'm not going to name drop you just, just because I'm like, my network trusts me, yeah. me. And if I don't like your product, you don't want me to not like it. Yeah. My opinion on it. Um, no, I would never bring another person down like that. But I, I have flat out said, I can't, I cannot genuinely endorse your product because it did nothing for me. Well, and that just allows for you to stand true to your integrity, and, yeah. and and that's everything, right? I mean, as a mom and as a businesswoman and as just a soul sister who is putting herself out there for what she believes in, it allows for you to just stand firmer in your truth, and that is everything. And that's really what I, I believe in. I'm like, you know, I don't, I'm not going to sugarcoat things. I'm always going to be true to who I am. Like me, hate me, I don't care because it, it's 
you're not, if you hate me, you hate me. You're, you are never going to be my friend. You are never going to um, be a part of my um, direct sales team. You are never going to be a part of my company. Like you have no impact on my life. Mm -hmm. You were never going to support me. You were never going to support my family. I don't care. But love me if you can connect to what I'm going through as a mom. Yeah. If you have had those hard days where you just want to say, screw it and go hide in a bathroom and cry with a bottle of wine. Like <laughs> I can connect to you. I get it. I've been there. Like when you're working to, I work a nine to five. I have this direct sales company with over 7,000 women in my downline. Like I am a really busy, busy person, but like, if, if, and I'm a mom and you, you know, like even working nine to five, I still have to fit everything in that that I wouldn't, that I'd be doing with my kids if I wasn't working that nine to five. So right. I'm thinking, Quinda, tap jazz and ballet on Mondays, T-ball on Tuesdays for practice, uh, game on Thursdays for T-ball, Saturdays lacrosse, Sundays she has soccer. Let's talk about Cole's ABA schedule or he's Monday through Thursday for three hours a day. And then I've got the baby. Like it, it's, a, it's a lot. And yeah, I mean, there's, you, moms can connect to my mental breakdowns. I mean, they're not real mental breakdowns, but like, I just keep it real because it's okay to feel stressed and overwhelmed and nobody should shame you for the way you handle it. And I see so much mom shaming going on. It's just ridiculous. Like nobody's way is the right way except for your own and what works for your family. And so when people are like, I can't believe that you're sick, you're cursing in front of your kids. Well, guess what? My kids are smart enough to know that quick, my daughter can't go to school and drop an F-bomb because she knows that's not a nice word. She knows that she's too little to say a word like that. And she'll even yell me, mommy, that's a bad word. But she, I've never, and I'm knocking on wood, had her teachers email me or message me saying that she has said something inappropriate in school. Because you know what? That's how it is. It's the language I use. I have a curse like a sailor and that's okay. It's who I am. It, it just is. And I, and I curse in front of my kids, but they know not to say it. Yeah. Yeah. And I get shamed for it all the time. And I was like, whatever. Well, let's talk about that mom shaming because like, ultimately, where does that come from? That for me, that comes from a place of people questioning what their own truth is and how they really feel about this. And so oftentimes when, when people shame, it's because there's some turmoil going on within and it's a lot easier to project it onto another person. I 100% that the mom shaming comes from their own insecurities within themselves and the way that they parent and something, or not even just the way they parent, their own insecurities with just who they are, mm -hmm. where I want to be like, you want to shame me? Come on, come on over. I want to uplift you and build you to a better, happier you. Yeah. Where yeah. you don't feel the need to drag other people down to make yourself feel better. Come on, come on, let's talk about that. Like, you yeah. know, if, if you want to shame me, like, and I'm, I'm, I'm a crap, I'll I'll clap right back at you, you know, like I, I, and I'm, I'm a habitual line crosser and I have to have the last word at all times. So I annoyingly will just be like, okay, or thumbs up or like, I just, I just don't stop, which is my own problem. And I get it because it's like very sophomoric of me, but whatever <laughs> it is, what it is. And it is who I am, but yeah. it's a whole mom shaming thing. It's just, it's absolutely insane. Like, I just like, you know, like, Okay, here's the thing. Anybody who knows me knows I am hardcore pro-vaccination. Mm -hmm. I am like, give me all the shots. 
let's prevent preventable disease and don't tell me it causes autism. Yes. Doesn't. I have a seven-year-old who has autism, and he was my first. And as a mom, a first-time mom, I let fear-mongering get the best of me. I put off his vaccinations. I delayed MMR. I was crazy about it because I was so scared. But the reality is that boy was showing signs and symptoms. He was already getting early intervention for a cognitive delay, a speech delay, um, before he even had those shots. So like, no, I am, I'm very hardcore. But if somebody's hardcore anti-vax, I don't publicly shame them on their Facebook news. I just roll my eyes so hard while I'm reading and keep my mouth shut because you know what? I might disagree with the way that mom is doing things, but that's her choice. That's her decision. And that's what she sees best for her family. And this is how, what I see best for my family. And you know what? Momming is friggin' hard enough to have another perfect stranger or an internet troll give you shit for doing something. Just keep rolling. Yeah. Keep going. Bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, um, it's so freeing to hear somebody just like state, state their opinion and state the truth like that, because we all are living in our own, our own perception of what's going on. Right. So we have the ability to make the choices that really best support us or don't. And when we make those choices, it's really hard to stand firm in what you said, if it's not really what you align with anyway. Yeah. It's great. So, so can we dive more into, um, into the world with your amazing son? Because I want to actually, the day that we are today now uh, the day of recording, um, it's world autism day and it's just, am I saying that right? It's world autism day, right? Yeah. It's world okay. autism, April 2nd, world yeah. autism day. So we, up blue, yeah, that's right. So we are talking today. I'm really excited because, um, I just think that you are such an advocate and you can feel the love and the, the, I will never, ever, ever stop working to help my son find, help find a cure for all of this. And it's just so cool that we're having this conversation today. I would love to just learn more about autism. I would love to get whatever it is you would like to share with the world in terms of increasing knowledge and awareness. Let's use this as a platform to really just amplify all of the fabulousness that is Cole and is, you know, the, the discovery of trying to help keep this disease at bay. Yeah. So, um, so I'm, I'll probably be a little ADD with this. And be like, That's okay. Because I will go all over. That's all right. Please do. Around and whatnot. <laughs> um, when I talk about coal and autism, what autism means. So let's talk about that for a second. Um, like I said, you know, Cole was my first child and this is world autism day. But for us, World Autism Day is every day. For right. families like mine, we live this, we breathe this. We have to deal with the struggles that this neurologic, neurological disorder places on our children every day. Um, so Cole was my first. And, um, you know, as a first-time mom, you're like, you don't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. I thought he was – well, he was hitting all of his milestones up to about 15 months. Um, actually it was 18 months when we noticed when we had his appointment and the doctor was like, how many words does he have? And I'm like, um, like five. 
and he's like, you know, maybe we want to look into early intervention. Um, he should have like way more, you know, more words at this point. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I was also a hundred years pregnant with my second child. So here I am, um, eight weeks away from having Quinn and I'm getting on the phone with early intervention and um so long story short they scheduled the appointment for his intake um like his testing one week after I got home from the hospital from having my c-section with Quinn so here I am postpartum hormonal rack with two babies at home who are 20 months apart mm -hmm. uh, I've got strangers in my house testing my kid for what I thought was a speech delay and then they're like okay so he qualifies in speech, and at that point, there was receptive and expressive um, speech. Um, now it's bundled into one. They've changed the way they do it, but whatever. Um, and cognitive. And I was like, what? Mm. What? Cognitive delay? What do you mean? And I didn't get it. And I Googled cognitive delay in boys, and all that came up was like autism, 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 autism. I'm like, no, no, no. I went into a rabbit hole. I probably said that. On the couch and cried for a week and just threw Quinn in the baby swing while Cole was at daycare and just because I was a wreck but I was also in denial which is probably the worst thing you could do for your child because um, like I said front-loading these services are huge so Cole's first diagnosis came as sensory processing disorder um, he, he did have a little bit more vocal stuff but um, coming on and then he got diagnosed with speech apraxia so I was like, this isn't autism. This, this is speech apraxia. This is why he's not talking. Um, and he had aged out of early intervention when he was three and he went into the preschool. And I said to his doctor at his three year checkup, I said, Hey, you know, are we a little concerned about autism? And she said, he does have some red flags, but I'm hopeful because I want to see how he does when he goes into a classroom and he's getting five hours or six hours a day of schooling and therapies and whatnot. I'm like, okay, cool deal. We got a deal. So this was in September and we go, we did a gluten-free and casein-free diet. It did nothing for us, for us. Um, and by May I pulled his teacher aside and I was like, you know, his pediatrician wanted to wait till he's done a year. I go, but I don't feel right. Like I really think that he he has autism and I'm not seeing the, the progress that I want to see. And it's just, what do you suggest I do? And she gave me the name of another center that does the, that does the testing. Cause it's a six to nine month wait at children's at the Lori center at all these places. So they got me in, in six weeks. Wow. Um, so I, yeah, I called them in June and then they got us in for our initial intake in July. And then we had testing in August. And then on September 9th, 2014, one day after his fourth birthday, we walked in and Dr. Kelly Henry looked at us and said, um, so, you know, after the testing, it, you know, I, I'm diagnosing your son with autism. And <laughs> I laugh, but my husband and I just were like, okay. And, and she kind of looked at us like, and take the box, took the box of tissues and, and kind of pushed it towards us. She goes, so did you, you heard autism? And we're like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because at that point, 
we knew she wasn't telling us anything that we didn't know. Like we had already processed it. I knew it was going to happen. And in May, I'm like, I can't let this go any longer. Like that's why I took it upon myself to make these appointments for my son and get them in quickly rather than waiting. Cause if he didn't, when you get that diagnosis of autism, the floodgates of services opens up. Mm-hmm. So, which was amazing, but also it's like, we have somebody in our home every single day. So every single day for three hours, except for on Fridays, we have somebody in our home working on ADLs, which is activity of, of daily living, um, discrete trial trainings, um, therapies on top of the five to six hours that he's already getting at school. And with that, you know, we hired an advocate and we really started fighting the school for more services. And I know my town hates me, but I don't care because I have my master's in elementary education. I'm not a teacher, but I've spent time in the classroom. You know, I had to when I was getting my master's. Um, when they came in for the intake, I, I'll never forget the special ed admin for the preschool is like, oh yeah, parallel play at this age is normal. I'm like, yeah, please don't, let's, let's not insult my intelligence. I can tell you right now, I have the same degree you have. I understand what parallel play is. I understand what's normal and what's not normal. What my son is doing mm-hmm. is not normal parallel play. He's not parallel playing appropriately with his toys if he's even like and then I just started going off and um started fighting for services and started building a case against our school because we all know that the gold standard for children on the spectrum is to be in one of the charter schools that specializes in it where it's a one-on-one all times constantly doing data and discrete trial training trainings having a BCBA overlooking the program and looking at his programming revamping it, making changes, um, fixing and adding new goals and new programming and, and all this awesome stuff. So we really, I, we had hopes for the program with the public school and preschool and cause the teacher was the most fabulous teacher on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. And then we went to kindergarten and we got the worst teacher on the face of the planet. She lost his IEP. He went a third of the school year. She's like, you never signed it. I'm like, I sent it in the first day. Yes, I did. Um, and I actually had to go into the classroom and I demanded to see his book because I wanted to look at his data, which he had no data on. And I'm flipping through his book because um, I can read and interpret that data. And I'm like, why has he hit this 100% nine times in a row and you haven't moved on to a new goal? Like, I don't care. I micromanaged. If I know they're doing a crappy job. I'm going to micromanage them. It's my kid. Mm-hmm. And then I'm flipping through and there I see my partial rejection letter and my signed IEP that he was not working on new goals because she didn't, she never handed it in. So I'm like, you're not looking at the stuff that I'm sending in. You're not. So it was terrible. She actually was not asked to come back to teach, um, the next year, which, you know, she was a nice woman, but maybe teaching just isn't her thing. So then, you know, we go into this year and the schools, they're overcrowded and, and overstretched and other things like I had asked for a functional behavioral, um, an FEA assessment be done on coal. And that was in November, November 23rd, 2016, January 15th, 2017. It was finally completed as of February 14th, 2018 the behavior support plan was still in draft. 
like 13 months later, are you kidding me? And the school's telling me, well, because I fight so much for him. No, you only, you're the only kid in the, your kid's the only one in the entire district that gets direct BCBA consult. I go, well, if he's the only one in the district and the BCBA is still working on a behavioral support plan 13 months later, clearly she is stretched to thin and cannot provide what my son needs. And at that last meeting, I was like, I'm done. I ripped my earrings off, gloves came off. And I, I played the nice mom for a while and the, the stern and, and I'm, I'm not budging mom, but gloves were off and I just tore into them. I tore into the teacher and her lack of data and how it was sloppy and inconsistent. I tore into the BCBA um, on just everything. And I demanded, I demanded that the um, director of student services was there for that meeting because a few weeks, uh, the two weeks before, there was an issue with the school where Cole's class was not invited. There are sub-separate class, two or three sub-separate classes in the school district were not invited to the Valentine's Day dance. And mm -hmm. I threw a fit, and I had a post on Facebook that went viral, and it took a viral post for the superintendent to finally reach out to me. And, I remember and that seeing that post. Yeah, and that conversation did not go well because she kept trying to blame the PTO. And I'm like, this is not a PTO issue. This is a district issue. Even if it is the PTO putting on the dance, it's up to your teachers and your staff to make sure that everybody's included and you have failed and you fail these kids over and over and over again. And with my inbox was blowing up from teachers, teachers from within our school district saying, this happens all the time. I'm so proud of you. Way to stick up for your son, blah, blah, blah. Like, like it, my, literally my inbox was exploding. I couldn't keep up. And of course, these teachers like, please don't say I reached out. Like, don't I? I teach in CGS and I teach in this school. I teach, we had this issue happen before and blah blah blah. Format. It was like, and then moms from across the United States reaching out to me. Oh my gosh, this happens in my school district and this and like, it's it's a not a district wide issue just for my child. This is a nationwide issue that these mm -hmm. kids are always getting left out. So that happened a couple days before my IEP meeting. So at this point, I was already turned and like really pissed, and I just took the gloves off and I. I, the director of special ed um, pulled out the the school SEA who you can you can cut the tension with a knife when we walk into the same room and my parents actually attended this meeting my dad's never been to a meeting and he's like you know as soon as we walked in here you and he's talking to the SEA you set the tone um, with with an attitude and I can tell that we're not gonna get anywhere with you ever because you're very set in your ways with a personal issue like it's got it was personal between me and her at that point yeah. so the director of student services um stopped the meeting when i started like going attacking everybody i had their data i just i had all my ducks in a row i had a lawyer hired ready to tear them apart and then she took the principal because the principal came to our meeting that's that's kind of how where we are with the school right now mm -hmm. um and the sea out and they walk back in and she's like i've never seen so much angst between adults and because of that cole is clearly the only one that's going to suffer and i'm going to agree to place him out of district so i fought my ass off for that baby and i have got him now placed out of district and he's going to a school that specializes for children with autism and i picked the best one in massachusetts so i'm so excited to see how much he is going to thrive at his new school that he starts in May and I cannot wait for it. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Like I'm just listening to the story and I know the listeners are in awe because we all 
we all want to fight for our babies that way. And, and you did it. Like you did it. You were the leader with that and you freaking did it. Like I just, I applaud you. And I also thank you because I think a lot of the times we forget how much power we have. All of us, everyone in the world, we have this innate power to freaking change the world. Most especially our very world and the world for our children. And that it can be done in the littlest ways. It can be done in the biggest ways. And just thank you for being the one to do it. You know, it, it's, it's nothing that you wouldn't do if you were in the same situation. It's just, I, I feel bad because I know there are moms out there that don't have the resources that my family has to provide for our child, whether it's for an advocate or just, you know, <laughs> the inside knowledge that I get, or just, you know, I have my master's degree. I understand educational law. I understand how data should be taken, where the school's just telling these parents, oh, so-and-so's doing wonderful, but really, they could be doing so much more. Yeah. They're stretched thin for services, they're stretched thin for staff, and they're stretched thin financially, mm -hmm. and it's our babies who suffer, and there, I knew going into this, it was going to be a fight, but there was no way help my baby was going to be one of the ones that suffers and I really would just I wish that more moms had access to really awesome advocates like I had um but it you know it, it's it's it is what it is I try and help as many moms I get moms that reach out to me like hey so I have a meeting with the school today and what do you suggest and I'll write up like this one mom her son is completely nonverbal, and she didn't even know that she could request a um communication eval from the school to get an iPad and I wrote up like okay we request by law to get this and that and that and now she thanked me she's like oh my gosh my son has an iPad we we have a communication device this is so a thank you so much and and I try and do as much as I can I do not know educational law I do not know them that's why I hired an advocate but I know enough about like what services are out there for our kids and what the schools should be providing like the school pays for our ABA therapy because we requested a home email which a lot of parents didn't even know about um they paid for Cole's iPad and it's just it you know now they're paying for them to be placed up on a district and the school is not cheap it's $95,000 a year just for tuition and that doesn't include like the transportation so I am costing my school district a lot of money but you know what my baby yeah he doesn't have a voice he has a voice he talks um but i mean he his his communication's low functioning it's mm -hmm. not he can't really express everything he can't come home and be like mom i had a bad day i'd be like did you have a good day you just say good day yes like a lot of scripting or whatnot um like you got i have to be his voice because he can't be his voice. And it, it, I don't care, again, I don't care if they hate me because my baby is getting exactly what he needs. And he is, like I said, he's gonna thrive at this new school. That's so exciting. What types of things does he have to look forward to at this new school? Um, so a one-on-one, -on -one. so all the teachers there, there's no, they all have um, bachelor's degrees and above. Many of them are working towards their master's or have finished their master's. There is. Um, in my school district, there's one, two, three, four elementary, uh, it's kindergarten through eighth grade. 
So four grammar schools and one high school. And there's two BCBAs that oversee every single kid in the entire district. Mm -hmm. At Cole's new school, he is going to have one BCBA that oversees 12 kids. Wow. So he has direct BCBA contact. Um, he is going to have um, a one-on-one. So every, every, there's three teachers that he's assigned to throughout the day. And then there's two other staff members that are trained specifically to work with Cole and Cole's programming in case one of his teachers is ever out sick. So there's no float taking over. Um, so Cole will be with the teacher for two hours and then he'll go with another teacher for two hours and then another teacher for two hours. And so they take shifts and that really helps so teachers don't get burnt out mm -hmm. and it helps Cole adjust to different changes and different people and working with different people. Um, he is going to have his data and his programming analyzed every two weeks. Um, I mean, that's where the formal clinic meetings are, but the BCBA, so I talked to a dad, uh, dad the other day, um, his son goes to the school that we picked and he's like, when we sent him there within four days, they realized that he wasn't chewing correctly and we never noticed it. And he, his public school never noticed it. And within four days, they already had changes within his IEP and doing this and working on different goals. So he's constantly, he's just getting the top of the line care and education that he could possibly get. And you know, our goal is to eventually, hopefully we could mainstream Cole back into the public school district. Um, but if not, he can stay at the school till he's 22. They have the best vocational program. So once he gets to be 14, they start working on things like collating, data entry, and other stuff to prepare you to live and work and have a job in the real world. Um, which I think is awesome. So he could stay there until he's 22 or he could take the MCAS and graduate when he's 18. We don't know yet. And oh. it's, it's still way too early to tell where he's going to be. But everyone that I've talked to who has sent their child to a school like this has said, you know, it, in six months, you're not going to believe the child that you, where he's going to be. And I just, I can't, I can't wait for that. Oh, I'm so excited for you. And I'd love just to like take a moment to loop back around like where you are now, what you've been able to create for him um, in terms of awareness and in terms of literally changing the trajectory of his education. You were able to do that by honoring your truth the same way you're able to grow a very successful side business by honoring your truth. and because you had done that, because you had grown the side business, word was able to spread. You've obviously impacted so many lives and posts don't just go viral, right? Like you have to have people in your life to help that, to really send that all over the place. So it's just such a cool testament to when we stand in our truth, we're able to make waves. And those waves oftentimes do the spider web and they intertwine. And I think it's just so profound that you were able to really, you're able to be where you are having done all of that. And it's all really been like a really cool weave of it, I mean it really is because that post um wouldn't have gone viral if I didn't have this side business and create the network that I have now of followers and it had like 500 shares in the first two hours it was insane I couldn't even keep up yeah. um but here it was like all my makeup followers sharing my real lifestyle, my life, my family post. It wasn't even a post about my business that went viral. Yeah. It was a post about my family. And also it connected women. I have an online 
support group for moms of children with special needs. So it's not just autism mamas. It's called Super Moms of Special Kids. We have a business page that we don't do anything on, but then we have the mom support group. So um, that has about 1,400 members right now. And, um, and I have, so there's two questions that parents have to, that the moms or the female guardian has to fill out before they get in. And the first one is, this is a group for children of parents, moms, uh, moms are female guardians of children with special needs. Do you have a child with special needs? Yes. Easy. Yes or no. A lot of people will write what their child's diagnosis is. We don't ask for it, but if yeah. they want to put it to us, the second, the second question is we're a non-judgmental group that likes to curse. Are you okay with that? Because uh, hello, like I said, I have the mouth of a sailor and the last thing that any of us special needs, mom, I mean, hi, our divorce rate is higher than the average American family. Like our financial strains are higher than the average American family. Like I have to dye my, dye my hair every four weeks because the grays are like just so insane. Um, I will say though, no matter what color you dye your hair, it's stunning. And I literally am like, what color is Hillary's hair going to be today? Because you do, you like, you go the whole spectrum with like blonde and red and brown. And I'm like, oh, it looks so good. <laughs> yeah. And I had it like, like deep purple and lavender. And that's like, it's just, it's, I have a lot of fun with my hair. And, um, and I dyed it blue last April. So, so fun. crazy. I go all over the place with it. I'm, I, I'm super bipolar with my hair. I can't stick to one color ever. I get too, I get sick of it way too quickly. And I'm like, all right, I want to go the opposite end of the spectrum. I've been red for a while. Let's go bleach blonde. I, who knows where I'll end up by the yeah. summer with my hair. But, um, yeah, like, so the support group, you know, the last thing you want in the support group is if somebody drops an F-bomb for somebody up to mom shame them and be like oh is that language really necessary because we have an issue with it and i'm like f yeah it is and if you don't like it bye this is not the group for you we want to support you but we're fully non-judgmental and i have zero tolerance like none it's it's a one strike and you're out and it's not like oh i've got big balls i'm an admin of a facebook group <laughs> whatever it's it's the respect that i demand for other moms who are going through shit, like, you know, like that, that need that support and need to vent and get it out. And if they have to curse while they're doing it, they curse while they're doing it. And they don't need somebody to say, can you mind your language? Cause mm -hmm. I, I just, nope. I don't like, this is not the group for you. Have well, a and I think that's, so, that's so true for life though, too. I, I always say all the time, the same reason people love me is why other people hate me. And you know what, honestly, I get to have a bigger impact when I'm very clear on who I'm talking to that love me, right? Like the other people like, okay, I'm not for you. That's awesome. I don't have to waste energy pretending like my services are going to be a good fit for you when actually I can just focus all my energy on saying, Hey, you, the one that gets me, the former version of me, the one yeah. that understands my language this is for you and I want to serve you. That lights me up to serve you. It's, it's a time suck. It's an energy drain to think that you've got something for everybody. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? Like through the years, also people change. Like I have people that I was good friends with two or three years ago who I'm not friends with anymore. And not that I'm not friends with them, but we've just drifted apart. Our lives are going in different directions. I'm 37 years old. I don't have time for like the fake friend BS, not necessarily fake friend, but like if I know I don't click or groove with somebody, 
I don't ever wish them any ill will, but like, okay, maybe we just weren't meant to be friends and hang out because our personalities are just opposite ends of the spectrum and we're way too different. But I wish you and your children the best. And, and it just, that's what it is. And, and, and I've filtered out some friends that way or, or acquaintances and, and I'm okay with it because the people who are there love me for who I am and you know, that's, that's my people and that's who I want to surround myself with. Right. And you get to love them for who they are too. So it's like that mutual, like, I got you like eye to eye, like, let's do this dance together. Yep. It is the best. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't have time for fakeness. Nope. No. That's why I keep it real. That's why yeah. I, I, I know. Get what you get with me. There's, there's, I don't hide anything. It's I, my mom sometimes like you're too open with what you put on Facebook. I'm like, no, I'm just, it's me. It's who yeah. I am. Yeah. I love it so much. Talk, talk to us a little bit about how you enjoy and why you enjoy your, your network um, of women, what you do within your side, your side hustle, right? Hashtag side hustle. <laughs> There's so much that I enjoy with it, but I think what I love the most is besides the friendships that I've created and have gained through this side business is that whole my team of women will message me and talk to me and be like I had zero confidence when I started this I never thought I'd be able to do this I never thought I was going to be like you and I'm like first of all nobody wants to be like me everybody be yourself mm -hmm. be you don't try to ever be somebody else because what works for me is might not work for you because I am who I am and and I don't try to be anybody else but like it's I was so lost. I felt like I had nothing and you've given me confidence. The, this team is so uplifting. We, I never thought like I'd be able to do this. And it's just like a whole confidence boost. Um, you know, a friendship, the loyalty. I think that's really the most important thing. The mission is uplift, empower, and validate. And that's really what I strive to do with my team and my network every single day. I make sure I tell my followers how awesome they are, what a great job they're doing, how beautiful they are. I follow up with them. Um, you know, I, I, I obviously, I tell them to follow and not, I can't, I can only have up to 5,000 friends on Facebook. So I don't, I, a lot of people just follow, but I'll go and look on their stuff sometimes when people send me a message and I'll like it or whenever they share a post of mine, I make sure I personally go and thank them. And it's just that little reaching out part and making people feel connected and welcome and, and loved. And, and really that's, that's what I do. And that's what my team does. We really strive to cheer each other on, lift each other up and be there for each other. And that empowerment thing and uplifting thing is really a big part of who I am and how I built my business and my team and my life too, just in general. I really take that through life and always testing people and trying to make them step out of their comfort zone and whatnot. Like don't hand me your cell phone because I'll sign you up for marathons. I did that with <laughs> my friend Adrian. She was really like, Oh, I don't know if I want to run the marathon. And I went and clicked the link and I'm like, oops, I signed you up. Sorry. You're doing Chicago with me now. <laughs> you're committed. Um, go Adrian. <laughs> yeah. Go Adrian. Um, but now like that's just pushing people out of their comfort zone. It's, it's what I do. I like doing it. 
Yeah. But I like to push out of my comfort zone. Well, and that's exactly it. And you, I think it's really, that's a huge distinction to make. Like you feel convicted in helping other women to do it because that's where you thrive. Cause you know, you're not going to change unless you step outside of your comfort zone, unless you push it and you're willing to do it. So you know that you can do it right alongside them. Like for me, stepping out of my comfort zone, here we go. I'll never do a direct sales company. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm never going to post a selfie. Okay. Well, I'm never going to build a team. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm never going to really coach these people. Okay. Oh, I'll never do a live video. No way. And here I am. Four years later, a selfie posting, live loving coaching my girls my team and network marketing empowering women and still yeah those if i didn't step out of my comfort zones i wouldn't be here so awesome it's so awesome and thank goodness you're here oh my gosh so i have a couple questions because i want to wrap this up i respect your time so much and i'm so grateful for all that you've given us but first can i ask you where can people follow you are people able to join that support group if that's something that is applicable to them absolutely so you can follow me on facebook um hillary Steele, s-t-e-e-l-e minicucci m-i-n-i-c-u-c-c-i that's who I am, Hillary Steele Minicucci. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Curly Girl without the I, so G R L twelve twelve. Although I think I'm gonna make a business Instagram, so maybe hold off on that right now because <laughs> you know four years later. Um, and you can absolutely join um, if you are a mother of a child with special needs or a female guardian. Cause it is, it's a mom's group. We don't, we're not hating on you dads, but you know, we, sometimes we don't want our husbands in there because we're bitching about them. So, <laughs> um, the name of the group is super moms of special kids. And like I said, there's a business page, but there's also a Facebook group and that's the group you want to join. Dads, you can follow the business page. We really don't do much on it though. So, uh, <laughs> we used to blog and now I spend a lot of my time blogging, um, for the lilmamas.com, L-I-L mamas.com. I actually have a blog coming out tomorrow. Um, it was founded by my friend Allison Porter, who is season 10 winner of NBC's The Voice. She was also played Curly, the lead role Curly Sue in the movie Curly Sue. So it's um it's not your mom's mom blog. Like it's it's really awesome blog to follow. So I do guest write for them a lot and I'll be doing a lot for the month of April because it is autism awareness month. So so awesome. And I will um I'll connect with you afterwards just to grab all those links so I can get them into the show notes for the awesome. Um yeah, that's amazing. I'm so excited to just give people the resources that maybe they didn't even know were available by way of your support group and, and all of it. So that's so great. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. And I mean, and if y'all want to shop, you can go to Luscious Lash. Well, I, I was going to say now let's talk about if people want to connect with you for makeup or maybe to build a team, where do they go for that? Well, they can always direct message me through Facebook. That's honestly the best way to get in touch with me. Um, my website is lusciouslashlady.com, which is so long and annoying because four years ago I was like, oh, fine, let's do this. And I think I'm going to change it to hillaryminacucci.com. I just need to figure out if I'm going to, you know, I'll link both to, um, um, I'll probably get that done this week. I keep saying I'm going to change it, but yeah, you can email me through that website, but you can also just direct message me right on Facebook. It's really the fastest way to get in contact with me. I work my business a hundred percent 
from my phone, so I'm always on it. Um, and if I, I, I will always acknowledge that I received your message if I'm driving or something, and, and I will get back to you. But um, that's really the best way to reach out to me. So cool. Awesome. Okay, so let's ask some fun questions just, just to wrap this up. All right, what is your favorite wine? Oh my God, Riesling, hands down. The cheap <laughs> stuff, the cheaper the better. Uh, barefoot Riesling is my favorite. I really love, um, but then if, if I go red, I'm a red snob and I like a nice expensive Barolo. Mm -hmm. So funny, I love it. <laughs> what is your favorite thing to do on the weekend? Like you have a weekend free, what are you doing? Uh, running 10 to 15 miles. <laughs> that's right. So to plug your, when is the Chicago marathon? Cause that's your next Chicago one. is, um, Columbus day weekend in October. So, um, even if I wasn't running the marathon, that is my me time where I can just, well, I run with my two girlfriends, Adrian and Jen, and we are, it's like, it's better than therapy, but even just listening to the sound of your feet and clearing your mind, I, I would be doing that even if I wasn't training for a marathon. That's awesome. Uh, favorite vacation destination? I mean, I got to go with our honeymoon in Hawaii. We spent two weeks in Hawaii and it was absolutely amazing. Although I did just go stay at the Hard Rock in Punta Cana and oh my God, it was so awesome. But there's nothing quite like Hawaii, especially Kauai was absolutely beautiful in the Pali Coast. I want to hike that trail one day. That's uh, a bucket list. So cool. What is your favorite form of self-care? Because you're taking care of everybody else. So what do you do for you? So I, okay, I am really, okay, I am hardcore into self-care because you know what, let's call a spade a spade. I'm a little vain, okay? So, you know, I like my toes done. I like my massages. I like to get facials. I microbladed my brows. Like, I, I think anything that has to do with a spa day, I like getting my hair done is my ideal self-care. So give me a blowout, uh, a massage, and a pedicure, and, and I'm, I'm happy. That's so awesome. I love it. Okay. So, and now I finish my podcast with, uh, every single episode, um, with this question and that is, what are you grateful for? My friends and my family, hands down. I mean, and I know this might sound crazy and it being world autism day, but I got to be a little bit grateful for autism because of so much it's taught me. It's taught me to be kind or, um, it's taught me patience and it's taught me a way to love that I never thought was possible. So, um, although I'm not grateful for it, I'm grateful for the lessons it's taught me. Totally. But definitely my friends and family. Awesome. That's so good. Hillary, thank you so much for being here. Um, friends, go follow Hillary. If you want some makeup, she's your girl. And if you need support within um, whatever it is you're going through with your children, then please, please join that group. And just, Hillary, thank you so much for being here. This was really fun. Thank you so much for having me. I had an awesome time. Yay, awesome. Okay, everybody, make it a wonderful day and good morning. Thank you so much, my amazing friends, for tuning into this episode of Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. And I have a question for you. I know that the content in these episodes is hugely helpful for you and it's hugely moving for you, but it kind of brings up the, but now what question? The 
how can I take this to the next level scenario in your mind? And I know that to be certain because ultimately it was listening to podcasts like this that really lit my fire and helped me to think bigger picture, truer picture that led me down the road of launching this business, living my life in congruence with my soul's purpose. And I want to offer the same to you. I know that through the number of services that I offer, one of them is exactly what you need right now to move that needle on your life, on your business, on your relationships, on your worthiness forward. And it is really important to me to be able to offer you all of the different options so that you know what is available to you. And the best way that we can do that, friends, is by hopping on the phone for a free consultation, a free one-to-one girlfriend soul chat about what life and business looks for you and which tools that I have within my world that I've created for you are going to best help you to amplify that, best help you to take it to the next level. I have a beautiful academy for those who are just starting off, just ready to launch their business. I've got a mastermind for those that are at the next level or are ready to up level in a big way and be surrounded by a tribe of women who are doing that self-discovery work. And I work one-to-one with clients who really need a little bit more and yearn for a little bit more of that direct soul-to-soul contact, but also want the beautiful, crazy amazing relationships that come from being a part of tribes like the mastermind and the academy so if you're interested in talking about which of these services is the best option for where you are currently and where you're ready to go let's hop on the phone please head to www.jillianbolands.com forward slash contact. We will be in touch immediately upon receiving the request for that consultation. And we're going to set up a 30 minute time frame to chat and get to know each other so that I can begin coaching you for free and then guide you to the opportunity that's going to allow for you to energetically invest in yourself in the way that will best suit your needs and allow for you to step into the empowered version of yourself that is going to show up in this life in a huge and massive way. I'm so excited to connect with you. Again, jillianbolands.com forward slash contact. I can't wait to chat. Good morning.